Hello and welcome back to In The Clock End, an awesome podcast with me, Steve. And joining me this morning, I've got Calvin. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, Steve. Thank you very much. Uh, the sun is shining on this beautiful Sunday morning, uh, following a wonderful 3-1 result for the Arsenal. So, nothing to report back in relation to complaints for a change. But how are you? I'm very well. I'm very good, mate. Um, I love how you've immediately gone straight to the weather, as we touched upon on a lot of We always do, mate. Podcast. It's all we got. It's all we got, right? Basically, I should say, how are you and how's the weather? Um, yeah, all good here, mate. All good. Um, and joining us, he's finally back. We've waited a while. But mm. Liam, hello, mate. How are you? Uh, chaps, yeah, long time no see, right? Um, been on holiday. Uh, take, taking some time off from, from you lot, I suppose. Wow. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, of course. No, yeah, what has it been? Three, four weeks? Probably. Easy. It's like a lifetime. Where have you been, mate? We've literally been sat in the dark room waiting for you. I've been down your way, as we were just discussing. I've been up near Birmingham. I've been in Cambridge where my family are. I've been up to the Emirates for a stadium tour. Been here, there, everywhere in the UK. Drive via the Eurotunnel. Um, but now I'm back home, back in the Netherlands. And sporting a lovely Arsenal shirt there. The one that looks yeah, like a, a lion's ripped, ripped through somebody. The, the the Highbury Halls is, is it was the influence, isn't it? The marble, the marble yes. halls, marble heavily halls. influenced. Yeah, but uh, it, Steve, you're the only one who's not wearing any Arsenal merch for a change this morning. Which I'm, is ro- little... I'm rocking the Mountain Warehouse fleece. Off for a um, hike. Yeah, well, you know, I actually wore it up Snowden once. Um, when we didn't get the train before you say we walked away. Both ways. Both ways. Steph could play the whole way down because it was sure. just raining the whole way. Oh, very, really, yeah. it was, it was, it was wetter than Brighton. <laughs> wetter, wetter than it was wetter than Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> it was thick fog. Honestly, it was horrible. Um, but it was, it was, yeah. So I mean, it's too. Uh, I can't be asked, man. It's I've just rolled out of bed. Yeah, it's Sunday, Sunday morning. morning business, comfy yeah. clothes, cheeky little fleece, and uh, yeah, let's crack on. So, as we mentioned, Arsenal did win on Friday night. Um, a little bit more positive after after. Frustrating result on Monday. I'm just going to stop bit. you there a little bit. Little much, bit. much, much improved. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, it's crazy what an Arsenal win does for your mood and the weekend. Like it just, yes. it changes the, the outlook. And especially, it was, it was sort of nice playing on Friday night and then just sort of approaching the weekend. You haven't got to worry about Arsenal. Three points in the bag. Crack on. Absolutely. I mean, look, what more do you, you know, what more do you want um, to, to kick off? You know your weekend. I mean, we had the 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 polar opposite to this last weekend. Not quite the polar opposite actually, because we didn't lose. I think we maybe a little bit harsh on on how we all felt coming out. You know, off the back of that two two draw against Palace, but you know we had to wait after the international break until Monday night to to watch that drab performance. Um, whereas this weekend we kicked it off with with excitement, um, and I think we we're all pretty pleased going to bed on Friday night and waking up Saturday morning just that little bit a little bit better with a bit more of a spring in this step now. A little bit hungover. Well, yeah, you were down. Obviously, look, you were down at the game, weren't you, as well? So, were you, were you still getting your your free beers, your two for one beers? Uh, maybe. Well, hang on, listeners. Hang on, listeners. So, just so you know, um, as you remember, we rewind a few weeks ago, and Steve went to Burnley away and didn't remember anything. Apparently, no. other than falling up or downstairs, even I can't remember that bit. No, it was a bit hazy. No, I was fine. Um, I just don't think we did actually. Anyway, I was, I was, uh, I was pre-engaged. I was at the pub, and then also met in the North Bank, which is very nice. If you don't follow in the North Bank on Instagram, get over there. Uh, really good account. Really nice guy as well. 
Uh, he probably thought I was a bit of a tit because I was a bit merry, chatting away. <laughs> you know what I'm like? I'm a lovable drunk. Uh, we'll talk to anybody. Lovable rogue. Uh, but no, it was really good, mate. Really good result. I, I, um, I spent the first half, I was watching the North Bank lower and then went up to the upstairs for the second, which is actually quite nice to do. There's so many mm. empty seats up here. I don't know why people don't do it more often. Just just go sit where you like. But anyway, we, we go, we're, we're waffling. Uh, so let's get into the game. Liam, let me come to you first, mate. What are your thoughts? A little bit on Palace. I guess you could kick off with that and then kind of how you felt about Friday night. Yeah, so Palace felt very... So we we have we're in this habit of starting games quite well, but I've I've started to get the feeling that when the tie turns against us, we we really struggle with turning it back again into our favour. Um, but the, the stark difference for me was that we didn't allow Villa to to turn that momentum after a really good start. We got our goal that we deserved, um, but we didn't let Villa come back into it. We didn't let them bully us and let them bully their way back into the game. And I thought that was a big difference between the two games. Um, and it was really just quite pleasing to see that after, you know, we've started a game well, we've not just fallen away, taken a 1-0 load and gone, yeah, that'll do us. Um, so, so that was really, really pleasing. And I just felt like today that we had, I, I sent a tweet along the same lines, that we just had men down our spine. Like we had Lacazette, we had Aubameyang, Thomas Partey, the two centre dominant centre-backs, uh, and Ramsdale, the dominant goalkeeper in the goal. And then we had our, our young, bright talents able to flourish and do their things around the outside, away from the battlefield almost. Mm. Um, that felt like the big difference. Those two things felt like the big differences between uh, Monday and Friday, for me at least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was also really fitting that, you know, on Arsene Wenger's birthday that, you know, the, you know, the team sort of um, got it together. I think there was always that element of doubt before the game because we do, we never know what we're going to get with this Arsenal team. Like, consistency is the key, isn't it? Um, mm. we, we are very much Jekyll and Hyde. But no, I thought Friday night, from start to finish, you know, even in the second half when kind of Villa kind of came back into the game a little bit, we always looked quite comfortable. And I thought we rode the storm wow. Even when they got that late goal, I don't think anyone ever really thought that they were going to get back into it. Yeah. Um, I mean, got, following on from Liam's points, really, I mean, these are definitely two things which, you know, it isn't that long ago we did the other podcast following the Monday night drag draw. Um, I think the two things that I came out of this this game uh, against Villa with the positives were, and it's, it's basically, you know, reflecting on that Monday performance versus Friday. And it was... You know, the two things I was properly worried about, which Liam's already touched on, and that's just the way that we just, for quite some time, we haven't been a team that has been able to turn the uh, turn the screw uh, against the opposition and maintain that turning of the screw. Like Liam said, sometimes it's, and I've said this a few times, we generally start games pretty well. Um, but then it's a case of don't drop off. You know, you need to keep that intensity and keep that sustained pressure because that's when, you know, the opposition might start to buckle. Um, you might start to see, you know, them under stress and strain, especially at the back when we're trying to, you know, find those little gaps, those through balls. Um, so, you know, I was really happy that we, I mean, to be honest with you, sustained pressure is something we, we weren't, we're not that great at. But I do feel like in this game, other than the odd, you know, 10 minute, um, you know, here or there from Villa, where we probably, you know, in the second half took the foot off the gas a small bit, but... 
I really felt that we, we dominated this game pretty much from start to finish, um, which is quite unusual for this iteration of Arsenal. Um, the other part is, and it kind of ties into this and how you play, but you know, we were incredibly passive as a team um, against Palace there on Monday night and and also in a few other games that we've had this season so far. And it was just great to see, you know, the, the way we started this game, as we said, was great, but it, it continued. You know, our attitude and application was absolutely spot on. It's hard to kind of fault, you know, any of the players that are out on the pitch uh, on Friday night. So, you know, being able to flip the switch, you know, so quickly and recognise that, you know, this is the Premier League. You need to be on it for 90 minutes, not just 15 at the start of a game. Um, just on the, the starting line of there, Steve, as well. Um, I know it's not something we don't usually go into, to, you know, we don't go into it in any great detail. Um, but how, how did you boys feel um, looking at that lineup? No, I, I think when I saw the lineup, I was a bit worried it might mean Aubameyang left and Smith right down the middle. But in the end, it sort of was a like a four-four-two out of possession with Lacazette and Aubameyang both up front down the middle. Mm. But then Lacazette would drop into sort of a ten roll, so Smith Rowe could come out left, and Aubameyang was still spearheading the attack at the point. And I think that worked out really nicely because Lacazette had so much. He it looked like he really cares and gave absolutely everything. And when, you, when you've got a player like that who really wants to get stuck in, you don't want him trying to spearhead the attack. You mm. want him further, closer, to the, closer to the middle where the battle is going on. Mm. Um, and I thought he did that really, really well. And what it meant was we still had somebody in front of Lacazette mm. in the box so that we could escape and then have a threat going forward. It wasn't Lacazette dropping, as we've seen in the past, and then not being able to get up uh, at the other end to score a goal. So actually, it worked really, really nicely. And, and credit to Arteta for that one, you've got to say. Yeah, I think Arteta got it right this week. I think dropping yeah, Pepe, I think that was the right call. I thought mm. he's been pretty pretty poor, to be honest. Zach is the main man on the right. Um, mm. I'm, you know, I'd, I'd, I, don't want to, I don't want to accommodate Pepe for that. I want, I want Saka in the team. Was it a four four two? Was it? I didn't actually. I, I saw the line. No, it was. I wasn't, uh, sure. I wasn't sure about the shape. But... Four two three one is what we were generally looking at there. Um... Sorry to interrupt. That I think it flipped. So when we were out of possession, we had two strikers trying to cut off passing lanes. Mm. As soon as we got the ball again, it dropped into a the the, the, the sort of shape that we're used to seeing that four two three one. Yeah, formations are funny, aren't they? And we're well, not funny necessarily. That was only exactly cracking jokes, but. Um... I know formations are so fluid, aren't they? In modern football, like you said there, Liam, I think that's something we definitely see quite a lot under Arteta is when you're with the ball and you're attacking, you, you've got a very um, different shape. So yeah, we're very dynamic in the way we approach the game with and without the ball. Another small mention as well, I think what Arteta did very well as well was, you know, taking Odegaard out of that starting lineup. Um, he has been a little bit underwhelming uh, in the centre there the last couple of games. And, you know, Lukonga's next to Thomas Partey in this game. And that's something that, Steve, we touched on the last podcast was, look, you can't deny that Thomas Partey is a fantastic player, but it was, it just seems pretty obvious that if you leave him as the one anchor in, in that centre mid, he, he's, there's too much, you were asking too much for, for one man to do. 
when he's got a more attacking player next to him, I don't think it works. The the, the balance isn't right. You need mm. a Xhaka, you need a Samuel Lekonga, mm. even like an Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who's more like kind of you know a defensive player. But no, it was really good, and we, I thought we started the game really well. You know, we we, we scored the goal. That was was it disallowed for a foul? I wasn't I wasn't entirely sure what that goal was was ruled out for. There was a goal ruled out. I'm honestly, Liam. I'm so glad you just said that because I'm sat here going, "Did I miss that? Yeah. What? We what? scored a goal. We celebrated and everything. Goal. Do you know mean- before that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember. Sorry, it was. Were you watching the, the way? Game? No, it's the way you said How it. Drunk like were it was you? like, I know, but it was the way you said it. Like we, you know, you celebrate in this. You were, again, look, the fan experience from TV to to stadium is so different that I. It took me a while to remember that because. It was so obviously, I think, offside. Um, okay, because yeah, I couldn't. Goal. When you were at the end of the field, and you I was wouldn't have heard the goal, it, like, you can't really tell. You but it was have been great. To that, tell. But it was great that we sort of we kept the momentum going, and we got the goal. And then mm. obviously the penalty right before our time, it just couldn't have come at a better time. Going in with that two goal cushion, um, mm. and it was nice to see VAR actually going for us again. Yeah, I don't think I'd have argued it if it went the other way. I'd have been like, it's a little bit soft and the timing is shit and all of that. But I don't think I really could have argued the foul itself. So in the end, it felt like the right call. How yeah. lovely was it to see? I love the fact that Emmy Martinez saved the original one as well. It was just so nice. And then on the floor crying, a lot of people were criticising our fans for, for criticising him. Honestly, the guy doesn't stop running his mouth about Arsenal. I have no time for the guy. And um, I thoroughly enjoyed seeing Arsenal put free past him. Fucking yeah. Do you know what? Every now and again in football, you get the pantomime villain. And I think, look, the inevitability of him saving that Aubameyang penalty was high. And I think we all probably thought it. Take a penalty and you see that man stood in the goal. He looks fucking ginormous. Mm. So he's a very imposing uh, figure. But... I think, yeah, the, the poetic justice of not only did he save it, but to have the rebound put in and then just watch the guy just literally just <laughs> great. Oh, it's just that sort of, that's what I love about football. It's that, the songs that were being sung in the second Aaron half. Aaron Ramsdale, he's better than Like these are the, you know, this is what being, a, you know, particularly an English football fan is all about. Those in-game chants that you won't get next week. Um, you know, you won't get it in a couple of weeks, no. but you know, these one-off games and situations that come along where, you know, our British sarcasm comes flowing out at its finest. You, you um, know what? You, you make a really good point there. Like, I think it gets a bit lost in translation. So like foreign fans, they get, they see it as like, oh, that's really mean or, you know, really offensive. It's like, no, mm. no, no. It's all part that of was- the... Um, booing did, is worse let's yeah. be honest the booing is probably worse than that I did think his reaction was a bit dramatic like he honestly he looked like he was like I don't know like he'd been shot in the face the way he was like on the ground it's a bit over just, a bit over the you, top you think he's just lost the Champions League final after literally. saving the penalties and the funny thing is is it was literally I saw it on the replay it looks like his hand and the ball are so close like he's so close to saving so the close. rebound as well, and it just evades him. And I just, be, I mean, I'm going to have to think of a new good thing for for later in the show. But no, no, it was <clears> we, we can recycle that. We can talk about it again. Yeah, so, I mean, there's no harm in that whatsoever. No harm. Moving on to the third goal, um, didn't realise at the time, but watching the replay, obviously, it does take a little bit of a deflection. 
Um, I don't know if it would probably, I'm not oh, yeah, sure if it would have, yeah, I'm not sure if it would have, if it would have actually gone in without the deflection, but that sort of made it even sweeter that it was another sort of deflection, a bit scrappy. Martinez had, you know, had his pants pulled down again. Yeah, you earn your luck, don't you? Um, it, it, Smith Rowe starts it so well by making an interception down in our own half, bursts forward, and it really was quite reminiscent of the Spurs goal mm. with that. I was about to say that, flip. yeah. yeah. <laughs> And and sometimes you just earn your luck. Smith Rowe bursts the speed, keeps that ball under control really well, and takes the shot early. And yeah, he gets a bit of luck with it deflecting off. Was it Mings as well, just to make it really sweet? Because I can't stand him. Can't. He drives me mad. Just on Tyrone Mings, um, I have a bit of a soft spot. I know I'm going to be completely opposite to you. I have a soft spot for Tyrone Mings only I because I went to. He's from my hometown. <laughs> he's oh. from my hometown I went to school with his his brothers um, oh. and his, I'm sorry his cousin so, I've got yeah, none for him I've, I've got none because I just think he's an absolute filthy player I think he's awful um, but no it did, uh, Smith Rowe deserved that he'd worked his nuts off all game does yeah. so well to get that opportunity and it takes a bit of deflection when you luck's in you luck's in comes in off the post and all just to really rub salt in the wounds loved it like you say, you have to make your own luck. And I think, you know, again, just rewind back to that Palace game. Would he have, again, it's all hypothetical, let's be honest, in, in, in this particular scenario. But you're saying to yourself, would he have had the, the, the you know, the bollocks to, to continue on that run? Would he have looked to cut back against Palace? Would he have had the, the balls to take it on and, you know, try and have the shot? Like you said, it was it was very reminiscent of the, the Tottenham game. You, you know, you took the, the words right out of my mouth. I thought it at the time. You know, the Aubameyang touch, very similar. The, the Smith row running off the ball. The only difference was he finished it himself. Looking ahead to Leeds. So I was thinking about this. Obviously, League Cup game. Um, but we haven't got European football anymore. So we're not playing free every week. I was thinking about in terms of him, where would you go with the squad? For me, mm. I'm thinking go, go strong. Just because, you know, we haven't got those European games. So we can allow it a little bit more. Or would you... Maybe rest players change it up a bit with Leicester in mind. I'd have to go with that that option. I think Steve, to be honest with you, is I'd keep it strong, but I'd take out a few players. For instance, Saka, rest him for the love of God, rest Saka. Uh, you know, he took hell of a boot there, uh, you know, last week, and then you know played. Did he play the full ninety minutes? Um, I think he did. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. Yeah. So I mean, look, that's always a good sign if you complete the full ninety minutes, then you're fully fit. Surely, um, otherwise you wouldn't have been. But yeah, I think I'd look at resting a few, you know, a few of the the lads and give those, you know, those really strong. Uh, when I say strong, that's probably the wrong word, but people who are really on the edge of that first team and that starting eleven. So you're looking at the likes of, you know, Odegaard could come back in. You could probably start Maitland-Niles if you want to give party a rest. Um, maybe look at resting the likes of Gabriel or or Ben Ben White, one or the other, or maybe both. One of the things I think we do miss as a club this season is not having that European uh, football. And it's not having those easy, and I say easy, uh, group stage games where you get to rotate and you get to have a look at those fringe players. We're not going to get too many opportunities where we get that. Yeah, totally agree. I think we can we can rotate while still having a good squad. I mean, Leno comes in in goal. You've got mm. Cedric and Chambers and Holding, Marie. You can all come in at, at decent defenders. Mm. Maitland-Niles can come in, as we said. 
and then a couple of others that you touched on Erdegaard, but also Pepe. They just mm. might need a, might need a good game under their belts to find themselves a little bit. We can bring them in, Martinelli, bit of game time for him. I think we can we can rotate the squad, give players that need a rest a rest, um, and anyone who's a little bit out of form and just needs to find themselves again, they can get a run out in the League Cup and try and try and get something. I I think we have to be very careful that we don't rotate too much because I think a lot of those players you both mentioned, although I see where you're coming from, I think they're very underwhelming. You know, I don't want to see Callum Chambers at right back. I don't really want to see Pablo Marie. I don't rate him. Um, Rob Holden, you know, you can see him coming back in. You know, he's sort of disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, Cedric, you know, I think he's a tidy little player. But in terms of like, you know, looking at, Kind of attacking options. I think we've got to keep. I think. I think you've got to play Odegaard. I think you've got to bring Pepe in. If you're not, because I, I feel like he, he, it's more likely than not that he's going to go the similar side that we saw against Villa at Leicester. Like Pepe, whether you rate him or not, he is m- one of the more experienced players. Um, I'd also probably keep Lacazette in there. Maybe rest the Bamiang. Um, I'm just a little bit concerned that if if we don't, if we change it up too much. Listen, Leeds haven't been that great this season, but I think they're still quite a good side. They're very, you know, they mm. they're a very attacking side. They score a lot of goals, um, and I think it's it's an opportunity to to win a trophy. Also, bearing in mind that you know, winning the league could get you into Europe. So I think from that point of view, I actually think it's a good opportunity to try and you know get get into Europe that way because obviously we yeah. need to get back into Europe. That's that's the priority of the season. Usually. I wouldn't be that bothered. We'd be like, eh, League Cup, you know, if, win, win, mm. if we lose, we lose, whatever. But I think this season, um, and without the European football, you know, we haven't got any excuses. I think, you know, if they can play three games in a week, I would play three games in a week. Mm. I think that's a fair point. Uh, you, you, you make a good point. It is a route back into Europe, so you don't want to go too weak. But at, I think there is a case to be made. I, I know the options like holding Marie, Chambers, etc., are a little bit underwhelming. But at the same time, if White or Gabriel pick up an injury or somebody else does, these guys need minutes in their belts to uh, get get to just some game time into their system. Just so yeah. that they can, be, if, if called upon, they can come in mm. and they're not rusty in any way. So I think there's benefits to be had in, in both respects. See, see football is an unpredictable sport. You know, like let's say he starts Gabriel and White and one of them picks up an injury. Everyone's banging on the drum saying, why did you start them? They play and they're absolutely fine. Then it's, you know, you, you, nothing no problem. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's sort of like, what do you do? There's always going to be, you know, a counter argument. Yeah. I was just going to say just on the, you know, the, the rotation aspect of it. I think, you know, as much as Leeds are good, and as you said, they, they aren't bad. Um, they're not having a great start to this season by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think they might be already suffering with the old second season mm. syndrome. Yeah, um, I agree. This sort of fiction might allow us to rotate because I've got a sneaky feeling they probably will rotate as well because I think, uh, and this is something that we, you know, as, as fans probably not ignorant to it because you know we don't really care about the opposition too much we care about ourselves more than more than anybody else but i think their main focus is the league um this year you know their their primary focus if they're looking at it right now in black and white nine games in you know you've only got one win um and you're sat just above the the relegation zone the, the, their their priority is premier league points and survival in the premier league um so i think that that might play into our hands in this kind of fixture um 
they might not be interested in this yeah. whatsoever. Um, but look, like you said, football's a funny game. Uh, it changes all the time. You know, you can make one decision which has no impact because nothing happened about it. You make it the following week and that player, person or player gets injured. You're an arsehole. Uh, so it's just one of those yeah. sorts of situations, really. But look, all things considered, there'll be changes. Um, it will still be a strong side um, because I think, Steve, you're right 100%. As much as I don't want Wait, to get back into Europe, you agree with me, are you? I agree with you about many things. To be honest, don't don't be fucking don't be playing me off That's like that. Boring, guys. isn't it? The, the listener wants us to be like, no, you're wrong. I you're hate a, you. You're a wanker. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But no, I think yeah. Look, I think we'll see some changes. But you know, as much as I agree with what you did say about Europe, and there you go, I said it again. Just 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 to hit it home and please you. But um, I do, I really really don't want us to get back into Europe by winning the FA Cup or the League Cup. I will take it naturally, but I want us to get back into Europe through our league form because that is where we will show improvement. Yeah. And that will show where that we're on the right path. If we go and, you know, paper over the cracks again with another FA Cup or, again, I'm just going to caveat, I gladly take it because they're great days, but for the greater good of the, the football club, I'd rather us get back into Europe via the Premier League. So before we move on to one good, one bad, I wanted to pull up a little tweet I've got here um, from the Groninguna, aka Liam. This was after Monday's game. And I wanted to bring this about on the on the podcast this week, but unfortunately you couldn't make it. So I'll read it out for the listeners. I hate to admit it to, because I sincerely want him to succeed as he's undoubtedly talented, but I've seen enough now to be quite sure this won't get much better under Arteta. The football is nicer, but it's simply not threatening enough in any capacity. So, Liam, yeah. with that in mind, are, are we finally looking elsewhere for, for uh, managerial, managerial candidates or after Friday night's win, are you back, you know, in the Arteta in camp? Well, you have to remember that after, Friday, uh, after Monday night, sorry, we were all a bit pissed off. Mm. You say things you don't mean, you know, we know how much I absolutely adore Arteta. He's got and an Arteta tattoo uh, on, his, on, his, on his butt cheek, on his um, right butt cheek. No, <laughs> something like that. Um, no, in all seriousness, uh, after the Monday night game, you sort of looked at the block of five uh, since we last lost and you went, well, we haven't lost, sure. We've won three out of them, out of these five. We haven't really looked good apart from 45 minutes against Spurs and you start to think, oh no, was this all not really what we thought it was? And then suddenly Friday night happens and I'm like, no, nah, we're all fine. It's all good. Mm. And it's, it, it really is true what they say, isn't it? Is you're only as good as your last result. Mm. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I, 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 I somewhat still stick by it. I mean, I put it out there for a reason in the sense of I, it's been, the, the football hasn't changed much when the personnel has. And I just don't feel I've, I've always said, I think the players were more of a problem than the manager himself. Well, the players I've now seen have gone up a level. But I just don't see the football having gone up in the same, in, in sync with that, if that makes sense. Mm. And that's kind of where my tweet came from. I mean, yeah. Friday uh, Friday night has shown me a, a, a different side and it probably remains to be seen if we actually do keep up that level. Um, and, and I think it will be borne out over the course of the next six, seven, eight weeks or so, um, probably up until Christmas time and potentially the full season, to really know what's the blip and what isn't. 
it's, it's yes. difficult, isn't it? Because I think we all want it to work. I, I've sort of kind of said that right. I think <laughs> we need a new manager and I think we need to go in a new direction. Um, obviously, you know, while he's in the job, because I think he will be here for the rest of the season or whatever, I will support him because that's what you do. Um, but I, I just don't think we're ever going to get back to where we want to get with, with an experienced manager because he's learning on the job. But Friday mm. night shows that, you know, he is capable, but because he's so young in, and, and experienced and, and we've got a very young and experienced squad, you're going to get games where you're sort of scratching your head thinking that was atrocious. And that's, that, that'll be the issue. And it, it depends how many of, how many Monday nights are we going to see this season? Because we're going to get them. You know, if we go to Leicester on Saturday and they turn us over, we'll be having the same conversations as we did after Palace. I think you're absolutely spot on, mate. I think what we'll, you know, the word which screams out to me here is what we're actually looking for is a bit of consistency in what we're doing. Um, but the first thing that springs to mind when you think of consistency, consistency and you think of, you know, elite Premier League football, you're thinking, right, if I've got a young squad, for example, which we have, you're not going to get a consistent performance. You're going to see dip from players. You're going to see dips from like Saka, Smith Road. These guys aren't going to be able to do it every week at this point unless something clicks in them internally and then they just become some sort of machine. And I think that applies to a young manager as well. No, no experience to back up on. Um, as a player, he does, yes, but it's different situations as we know. So again, if you put two and two together, you're going to see inconsistencies. And I guess what we're really looking for is, you know, it's to go on a run. It's to be competitive in games week in, week out not be passive like we were against Palace and, you know, a few other games as well, where we've just kind of just been on the periphery of a game and not really got stuck into it. But I think one thing which has jumped out to me and Liam, I think you, you've kind of hovered around it there a little bit. And that's that, we, you know, we spoke about it last week. It's the stats versus eyes comparison. It's just like, you know, don't give me the stats. I mean, I can, I can, I know what I'm looking at. I know what I'm watching. I can feel it. You know, the crowd can feel it and you'll get the response from them as well. But it kind of draws similarities to the start of Emery's reign. Slight differences, but it's the case of, you know, we went on a 22-game unbeaten run with that wonderful new centre-after signing of Scotron Mustafi, right? And we all thought the world was, you know, going to come back to us. Um, but throughout that run, I guarantee that most of us were probably going... Well, we're playing pretty shit, and how are we doing it? How are we coming away with wins? It was a matter of time before it came, you know, you know, would come and bite us on the arse. And bloody hell, did it bite us on the arse? It took a whole cheek off. Um, you know, we've been fairly inconsistent since, um, and you know, we haven't been able to find those consistent performances at all. Anyway, moving on. One good, one bad. One good, one bad. Um, I'm actually a bit unprepared this week. I've not actually got a one bad. So we'll That's usually to, me. We'll come to me, lads. So, Liam, what's your Liam's one up first? One good, one bad. Well, one good. Well, can I can I go back to Emmy Martinez? Yeah, can, yeah. Can we I just thought it was so funny because the, the the best thing about it is it was a fucking good penalty save. Yeah, it was. It, was it really was save. Um, like that wasn't a bad penalty from Aubameyang. It was a terrific save. But the rebound going in just, just inches out of Emmy's reach. Him looking so destroyed like he's lost the Champions League final. The crowd singing, Aaron Ramsdale, he's better than you. Uh, it all just comes together so nicely. And that really put the smile on my face. It really did. Quick, Just quick side note, actually. I haven't thought about this until just now. I wonder how Burn Leno felt sat on the bench listening to that, by the way. Oh, that's a good thought. Who? 
(laughs) 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 Just to, just to, you know, kick a man while he's down all that, Steve, why not? But yeah, that's only just cropped into my because obviously Martinez, he's the, he's the sandwich. He's the meat in that sandwich, isn't he really? German sausage. Basically, to summarise, um, Martinez and Ramsdale were both better than Lenny. And your one good, uh, Calvin? My one good um, was to do with the game itself. And that was the fact that we managed to have sustained pressure for what seemed like most of a football match, which is something which is rather unusual. And I was really pleased to see that because it's something which we need to do more consistently. I would join you on that one. My one good for this week is just you know an all-round you know good display from the Arsenal. Three points, three goals, Bitchly. an Bitchly. enjoyable That's evening. So lazy, isn't it? So lazy. I'm not prepared. And then he's like, "I'll go last," and then he just goes, "Oh yeah, I'll just jump on that last one." That sounded good. It's yeah, not yeah, lazy. Yeah. My one, my one good was the Arsenal winning. It, listen, I think Click Friday, and I thought it was a very good yeah. result. And I think we needed a response um, after Monday, and we got it. And um, thoroughly enjoyed that. Mm. So one bad, Liam. So, touching slightly on Arsenal, but also in personal, um, no clean sheet that we feel like we probably thoroughly deserve. Yeah. I thought why I thought the entire back four on Ramsdale was superb last uh, Friday night. Mm. Uh, really deserved a clean sheet. One one slight hesitation from Party and a worldy strike from Jacob Ramsey later, and a, what a strike! He Wasn't it just that? No keeper in the world saves that. You could have two keepers and no, but they still don't no. save it. No. Um, and we don't get the clean sheet that it just took a, that slight. It was such a perfect night, except for that. And then, um, and then also in my own game. So I had a game last night at seven o'clock kickoff, really late on a Saturday evening. Bugger knows why, but it was. Um, and myself, I'm a goalkeeper, was playing in goal with 2 0 up, and literally conceded with two and a half minutes to go and I'm ne- I never keep clean anyone who's played Saturday and Sunday league football knows you don't keep clean sheets it's just not a thing two and a half yeah. I was so fucked off and we, we played really well three wins on the bounce all I wanted was the clean sheet two and a yeah. half minutes to go and it's gone it's taken away from me with a cracking strike I've hang got your head in Hang your head in shame, mate. How do you, Did you win the game though? Pulling things like yeah, that. We, yeah, yeah, we won it 2 1. Yeah, I don't care. Um, <laughs> fuck off. Ruined, you ruined my day. <laughs> no, but that but that that's my bad is no not getting the clean sheets we deserve, I suppose we is the right word. Fair dues, fair play. Calvin. Yep. Um, is, it, is it that hat you're wearing? Is that your one bad? <laughs> My one bad. It's chilly, isn't it? You know, you know you, you've met me. I'm built like a 12 year old listener. Wearing a woolly uh, hat inside, listener. With a with a hood up as well, because I'm gangster. He's, he's a gangster, G. But no, it's this. You know, I, I'm not a fan of the cold. Never will be. Um, so we're coming into the worst part of the year for me. So you moved really to Ireland. So I moved to Ireland. Mate, notoriously warm. All year. All from up north. Sunshine. Uh, so the weather here is equally as shit as it is in Worcester. Uh, that's for sure. Maybe, Sunshine maybe a indoors. tad worse. Maybe a tad worse. But um, my one bad, uh, just one thing I wanted to just quickly say on Liam's thing was that goal, though, was phenomenal. Um, and you know what? I don't mind seeing an absolute screamer scored against you as long as it doesn't mean anything. Do you know what? That's just an added little, what a strike. Yeah, disappointing not to get the clean sheet. But I was like, fucking hell, what yeah, a goal. Good. It was a good goal. Yeah. Um, my one bad is not Arsenal related, it's football related. 
just watching Chelsea win 7-0 yesterday, bastards. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I hate to admit it, they are a fantastic side and I know they've been built, um, you know, going back to our Invincible era, that's when that kind of team started being built. They're a very good side to watch, unfortunately, but yeah, watching any team win 7-0, fuck me, it feels like a lifetime since Arsenal did something like that. I've got to ask, though, what is the point of Norwich? What is the point of them? (laughs) Let's be honest. Literally, I, I was thinking exactly the same. Like, I mean, I appreciate we lost five 0 with City, I mean, um, but to lose seven nil, they they come up, they go down, they come up, they go down. Just they're the just, new West they Brom, love, aren't they? They are. Uh, they love those parachute payments. Get in the bin, man. Get in the bin. Oh, we haven't played that for a long time. Get in the bin. <laughs> I forgot about that. We should definitely roll that out soon. Um, I can't really remember who we've used already, so we might have to like list some old podcasts. Um, I actually have a, I actually have a bad. So my bad. And this is actually quite a good one, actually. Man City's kit they wore yesterday at Brighton. Yeah, that is that yep. Puma kit. Then there's a few teams we've got the template. The template it is yeah. disgusting. I, I text um, uh, a friend who's a City fan, and she she said we didn't deserve to win in that kit. <laughs> it's that bad, <laughs> isn't like, it? It's horrendous. I've got an unpopular opinion. Oh, God, it's growing go. on me a little. Oh, Jesus. Hang on. Where's that? Hang on. Participants. How do we get rid of participants on Zoom? Remove. Oh, <laughs> what I'm is sorry, it? I know. Why? Why? Yeah. Explain to us why. Let us into the weird and wonderful mind workings of Liam. I actually quite like that the most of the pattern on the kit is made up of the badge. I kind of don't hate that idea. The one thing I don't like is Man City sprawled there just on their chest. I know it's Man City. I don't need it in words. But I can't, I, for some reason, I can't really explain it. It kind of grows on me a little bit. It's, there are no club badges on these shirts. Is, am I right? Yeah, None. They're very, they're like, it's like, it's never, um, like that, not in the design, but like in the, but as in an actual club badge, it's not on there no, at all, is it? it? No, the actual badge. So it's the design of the, um, the I, fabric do you remember itself. The, the, yeah, like the kit we Arsenal wore last season, you know, it had those little um, chevrons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chevrons, yeah. It's almost like a chevron, but it's a badge instead. And mm. it's kind of part of the pattern that makes up the shirt. Mm. That's where the badge is. There is that element of trying to be new different. and different. But then, do you remember when Leeds United changed their badge? And they tried to go. They oh my God. Yes, I do and remember every, that. Everyone was mocking about the pro With the fist. Yeah, I remember yeah. Villa. I remember Villa's official Twitter put like um, West Midlands like claret and blue versus like Yorkshire whites, <laughs> like how they do because obviously Pro Evo doesn't have the actual official name. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Certain things you just erase from your memory, don't you? Because that's embarrassed. That wasn't embarrassing. That was awful. To yeah, conclude. Geez. Liam and has horrendous taste in football shirts. Um, we're actually going to be recording a, a part two to our Arsenal shirt podcast where Liam will be joining us. I just want to jump on to the shirts, actually, and speaking of changing things up, do you remember when Cardiff decided they were no longer blue and they went to red? Yeah. yeah. That was fun. That They're was back now, fucking they? bizarre. They're yeah, back they now after back. years of protesting. Mm. I think it was only a couple of years that they switched, weren't they? Yeah, they're wasn't a... it? Yeah. But I'm, I... I all I wanted to say was I just don't mind somebody switching things up and trying out something new. And I kind of like that something a little bit different every now and then. And it's Ta- growing on me. Tell you what, then. Let's put a cock on our shirt and start painting white, shall we? Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. 
Did anyone see that thing on Instagram with that guy who's on a stag and he's got half a he's got half yes. an Arsenal shirt and half a Tottenham shirt and it's just all camel oh. on the back? Yeah, I thought it was quite funny to be fair. Funny, but that poor bastard's confused. That's all I'm saying. Um, but anyway, shifting gears. Liam, you know how much I want to shift into this particular part of the oh, show. Yeah. Um, it sounds like we're ganging up on Liam because every two seconds I'm like, so Liam, <laughs> let's uh, right, so. Let's move on to on this day. Um, as we know, I've been challenging Steve on, on this day over the last few podcasts. And now we've got Liam back. This might be my last week doing it, but I'm going to challenge both Steve and Liam. And I can't wait for this um, because on this day, are we ready? Is an absolute cracker. You're not going to go for the, because we lost Man United today. We lost yeah, to break the undefeated game. run, just for clarification, absolutely fucking not. No, we're not. Diving pricks. Diving Cheating bastards. Yeah, fucking piece of motherfuckers. Anyway, moving on from that, because that, that's a bit sore for, for many of us. We're going to go to our first double winning season, 1970-71. Uh, on this day, we beat Coven... Um, we won 3-1? Was it Coventry City? Yes. Fuck, I fucking know, let's be honest. <laughs> I love Liam's face there. Where what? You, <laughs> 1970. What was the score? Liam, like, you, uh, to be a, right, just to clarify, to be a true Arsenal fan, like, you need to have certain aspects of history that you know. And being at our first double season, um, I'd like to think that you would understand and appreciate that, that side. Yeah, sure, I can appreciate it. Doesn't mean I can remember. Is this like George <laughs> Graham, Bob Wilson era? Yeah, that's it. Tom Radford. Okay. Right, Bob Wilson in goal. <laughs> that's one out of one for Liam Steve. So come on. <laughs> Bob Wilson. So what was the any 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 idea? What we're gonna go what? four four two, because I don't think tactics have really uh, got to any sort of serious level just yet. Pat Rice? Pat Rice, yes. Uh, Roberts. Yeah, John Roberts, yeah. Liam, do you want to take take the lead here? Or... Sunderland? Was he around the 70s? Sunderland, Story. not in the team, no. I thought that was a good shout for a minute. It was a good shout. Armstrong? Yes, Armstrong's in there. Kennedy? Yes, Kennedy's in there. This is good to see her. Rash. Uh, oh, uh, what about George Graham? Obviously George Graham, yeah. Oh, Radford? Bradford, yeah, fine. <laughs> Come on, Liam. The thing is, I have not got a fucking clue what positions are left anymore. Eddie Kelly. <laughs> That's the worst of it. So I just, I just, I'm just going to cut in, Liam. We're literally taking the piss out of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just thought sake. it'd be funny to give you a proper challenge. We've got it right here in front of us. This yeah, is, sorry, I, mate. This I've got a lot. I'm, yeah, just yeah, for the lows. We just thought we'd really uh, see if you had any idea. I couldn't name you any of those players Nor either. Nor could I, mate. Sorry. I don't even oh, know if we played Copper Street. To be honest. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just gone with Sunderland, knowing it's sort of 70s. But for all I know, he's either 60s or 80s still. I really don't, couldn't have said for sure. Out, out of interest, 60s. were you thinking, how's Steve getting all these? Or were you just like, fair play? <laughs> the fact that you didn't even like... kind of a bit of both, if I'm honest. I thought, fuck your anoraks, but how the hell are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> so no, we're not... as well. I was going yeah. to say, the thing is, I've actually heard of these players. Yeah. I just haven't got a fucking clue when they were playing. Nah, not a, not a notion. Uh, that's my dad's era, let's be honest. But look, 
Today's On This Day Challenge, Liam, is fittingly more um, up your street. But guys, check this. Today's On This Day is not just any win. It's an away win to Manchester City. We won 3-0. This was when Boyata got sent off in like the second or third minute, wasn't it? Shit, the bed that's knowledge. Yes, it is. What year yeah. was this? 2010. Yeah. Liam's actually got the note. Guys, yeah. Liam knows this already. So, you know, he's, he's, he's gone, you've tried to take the piss out of me. Now, fuck you, I'm going to get this in my Okay, in goal so. then. Right, in goal Fabianski. Yep. I was going to go Chesney. So there we go. That's one. No, it wasn't quite. Oh, this... It was that in-between period when Fabianski had remembered. He saved the penalty in the Champions League game and then remembered he, what he was meant to do in goal. That was actually this, pretty this, decent. This lineup, lads. Oh. Right is back. this uh, Cle- is Clichy? Clichy's at left back. Correct. Yeah, Sanya at right back. Correct. Top what a centre-half pairing this is, by the way. Is it Vermaelen? No. No wonder they had. To, I was. You look at this lining. Who was that number eighteen? A really terrible guy. Squelacci. Squelacci is correct. Yes. Oh. Who was playing next to him? Kishelny. Nope. It wasn't like Giroud. Giroud. It was. Giroud. Don't mess with the Johan. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. What oh, back four? What was the what was the formation by the way? Is it was I'm, it just a four, four five one? Four five one. Okay. Yeah. Midfield, have a guess. Correct. Nazri. Nazri. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so actually, just on that, you all saw the f- photos of Nazri floating around playing in that Legends game for Marseille, did we? Yeah. yeah. Modern day Ronaldo, brilliant. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. I'm I'm 30 now, so. Yeah, but you're not hey, an ex-professional footballer, mate, and you're still true. in better nick than he is. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. He should lay off the cream cakes. Absolutely. Um, Next up. Denilson? Yeah. Denilson, two more. Shout. So we've got Denilson, Fabregas, Nasri. Yeah. Song? Alex Song. There's Where's one Mark? other. Arshavin? It is Arshavin. Lads, you're flying. Is Walcott in there? No, no, that's, that's the midfield done. Now we've got our striker. Who is our striker? Percy or Bentner? No. Nope. Walcott. Adebayo. Shimak. There you go. Do we want to hear who the... After such an outstanding starting eleven, do you want to hear who was on the bench for that magnificent away win? Sure. Was Chesney on the bench at least? Chesney was on the bench. Kieran Gibbs, Lauren Koscielny, Thomas Rosicki, Theo Walcott, Manuel Le and Lord Nicholas Bentner. It was that was Fabulous. a good that was a very good team. I think oh, that we hadn't we hadn't performed that team. I think I think defensively was that was our downfall. Obviously, when you've got a centre half pair and a fucking Skelacci and Johan Juru, <laughs> it was it, with Koscielny on the bench. That is a classic sort of post Invincibles Wenger team. Very top heavy, you know. Um, so many great attacking players, and he just never really defensively was always a bit of Wenger's weakness, wasn't it? I'll tell you how to compare it. It's a bit like Guardiola, where it goes, Guardiola, when he first came to City, fuck the defence, fuck trying to defend, just hold the ball. And if we've got the ball, no team can hurt us. Yeah. That's, that's what it reminds me of. That's fair. Very, very fair. Well, that was on this day. Happy days. What what, what a throwback that is. Away wins in Man City. I can't wait till we can do that again, to be honest with you. 
Right, well, on that notable bombshell of an away win at Man City, I think it's uh, time we wrap up the show. As always, we'd just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it today. It's always much easier to talk about a win than it is a drab draw. That's for sure. Um, you can follow us on all the major social media platforms. Steve can be found on both Twitter and Instagram at in the clock end. Uh, myself, you'll find me on Twitter at underscore the arse underscore and Instagram at the Arsenal shirt. And Liam, great to have you back, mate. He can be found on both Twitter and Instagram at Gronin Guna. Uh, please keep an eye on our social media feeds for information on the next podcast and when it will be available. But until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.